From the Financial Times in New York, I'm Amy Keene, and this is FT News. Tensions between U.S. President Barack Obama and Russian President Vladimir Putin appear to be easing after the two leaders met for sideline discussions this weekend at the G20 summit in Turkey. This is the first meeting of the leaders since Russia began its airstrike campaign in Syria in September, a move that the Obama administration once deemed counterproductive in the fight against ISIS. Courtney Weaver, U.S. political correspondent, joins me on the line from our Washington, D.C. bureau. Courtney recently returned to the U.S. after five years with the FT in Moscow. It's good to have you back, Courtney. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Amy. As I mentioned, this was the first meeting that they'd had in several months. Courtney, can you just explain the sort of the shift in U.S.-Russia relations, especially in the wake of the terrorist attacks in Paris? Sure. Uh, so the last meeting that Putin and Obama had was at, uh, in New York at the United Nations and that really represented a low point uh, in U.S.-Russia relations. The U.S. was very skeptical about Rus- what Russia's intentions were in Syria. There were some thoughts that this was just a ploy by Russia to either distract attention away from the conflict in Ukraine uh, or to give the U.S. a reason to drop sanctions against Russia. But now what you have, this meeting between Putin and Obama, seems much more optimistic. Their initial comments coming out of that suggest that uh, both are open to creating a joint coalition against ISIS in Syria and really working together there, which was something we hadn't seen during uh, Russia's military presence there so far. On the other hand, you know, there have been signs before that seemed to be a warning of Russia-U.S. relations and that they could come together to find, a, you know, to fight a common threat like ISIS. But there's no guarantee at this point that this will materialize into that. So, Courtney, does President Obama's, you know, potential shift in dealing with Vladimir Putin. Do you think that could indicate a broader change in how the general American public views Mr. Putin? I think it's too early to to say that. We've been watching the Republican Democratic uh, primary debates thus far. Putin's really emerged as this boogeyman, and one of the was seen as one of the key issues that the next president of the United States would have to deal with. And you see a lot of, especially on the Republican side, you see a lot of the candidates coming out and saying, you know, that they would be able to deal with Vladimir Putin. The immediate reaction to attacks in Paris and Moscow actually uh, was interesting because while you did have some outpouring um, of, you know, condolences and about the events that had happened there, a lot of people in Moscow used the attacks as a way to say, look, Russia was right in its policies in Syria. And this just shows, you know, how the West was going wrong footed in its policy there. Some people went as far to say as that this showed that the West's policies in terms of tolerance and its attitudes towards refugees was wrong. So I think it's still too early at this point to say uh, that, you know, this will change attitudes in the U.S. towards Russia or in reverse people's attitudes in Russia towards the U.S. So the, the G20 leaders, they'll continue to meet this week in Turkey. What can we expect as far as any consensus among the leaders for political and potentially increased military action in Syria? I think that's also <laughs> too early to say right now, unfortunately. I mean, you know, the, the the good news so far is that um, based on these meetings today, especially that one-on-one meeting between Putin and Obama, uh, seemed to indicate that both sides are actually ready to start working together uh, in Syria, which was something we haven't seen thus far. Uh, but it's still unclear at this point what sort of concrete steps we're going to see from all the G20 leaders about how to combat ISIS. So too soon to say what increased political and potentially military action would look like in Syria. But it's probably fair to say that both U.S.-Russia relations as well as anti-terrorism strategy will come to the fore in in the U.S. presidential election, at least for the next few months. Yes, and we're seeing that already. Um, I mean, just on the Sunday talk shows, you have people like 
Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush coming out to say how they would handle the attacks and how they would handle um, this threat of ISIS. And it's, I mean, especially interesting just given um, what the race has looked like so far. You know, up until now, you've had uh, the two people leading the polls have been Donald Trump and Ben Carson, neither of whom have any political leadership experience. And so now the question is whether, because, you know, the threat of ISIS now seems much more real to the Americans who are going to be voting, whether this will change their views on these two people. Both Trump and Carson were quite weak in the debate on Wednesday but with the Republicans on foreign policy issues. And uh, when Carson was interviewed on, during, on a Sunday talk show in the U.S. Uh, yesterday, he wasn't really able to respond to, uh, about how he personally would handle the threat of ISIS and what sort of policies he would be enacting. So the question is whether voters actually see this or if we'll see what we've you know, seen so far in the race, which is when the media starts to say that you know Carson and Trump are finished, they actually do quite well and continue polling highly. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you. For more on U.S. and world stories, go to ft.com forward slash world. 